7.20 on a Tuesday morning, a night to unite morning. Be sure to get out there and uh, do some uniting in your neighborhood today. It's a good thing. Joining us now in our studios is uh, Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. Good morning. Happy to see you today. Yeah, you had a uh, special meeting last night. We had talked about this last, well, actually, last couple of times Correct. that uh, you're in. And that uh, it was all about facilities. We've talked about the uh, high school and some of the physical needs of uh, the building and uh, the uh, just the whole facilities. Last night, that was the only thing uh, on the uh, on the agenda. Why don't you kind of just start off by setting the stage about what the school is looking to do or not to do or make a decision on? Yeah, so I, I won't uh, bury the lead, Jeff. So okay. uh, we had a robust couple of hour discussion last night, you know, about continuing the uh, continuing the discussion about the high school facility. And what's really clear, Jeff, is that um, first of all, the community just needs to be so proud of our board of education. Uh, they are so engaged, and they ask the right questions, and they wrestle uh, with these very difficult issues like what is the right direction uh, for Northfield High School in terms of the facility. You know, that facility is more than 50 years old. It's had several different additions. We know that it does need to be modernized. We know that there are some uh, there's some equipment and some other kinds of infrastructure things that our needs are there in the next few years. But these are really difficult questions. It's not just about uh, what to do. It's about when to ask the community to help us with it. And so uh, what we discussed and uh, came to some consensus on last night is that we need some more time. So we were discussing uh, the facility issue as if so we had a pathway to a potential referendum in November, if needed, for the high school. And what's clear is that we aren't going to be able to uh, come to consensus on what the right next move is within that time frame that you need to put, use to put uh, a question on the ballot in November for um, some high school modernization. So the board, in their wisdom, uh, decided that we're calling it pump the brakes uh, on the discussion a bit so we can have some more time uh, to do dis- some discussion uh, so that we can explore a number of different options uh, that we would consider as we move forward couple of items that we'll do in that time frame where we have some additional time for discussion. As you know, we've had task forces, we've had listening sessions, so we've got a lot of feedback from the community so far. But what we really need to do is a handful of additional things to really bring what a proposal would be into the right the right fit for the community. So uh, the board did uh, create some consensus around uh, contracting uh, with a group called Morris Leatherman, for a uh, randomized stratified sample survey of district voters so that we can judge what their opinions are on the current high school facility and what kind of uh, tax uh, tolerance do they have so that we can understand how much is the community really thinking about willing to be in to invest in that building. It would also give us some time to also create a, a separate community feedback pro- process where uh, community members could tell us their questions or their concerns you know, about the direction that we're going with the high school, which is really uh, a combination most likely of, of uh, renovating and or reimagining the building. And I can explain that uh, either today or in, in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll also be working on conducting some focus groups around career technical education. And so we know that uh, one important piece of a facility is how does it prepare people for the workforce? And that's an area of our facility that we are very lucky to have quality space for now. But career technical education is modernizing, and the vision of that is really expanding beyond what we would typically think. And so we're going to conduct some focus groups about what should career technical education be in Northfield. As you know, we're a special place, so it may not be the exact same as other districts. 
And finally, it would also give us some additional time uh, to collaborate with other governmental agencies and key business partners to determine if we can have a, a true public-private financial partnership looking at our athletic facilities. So the board has spent the most of their time talking about the infrastructure of the facility, the needed maintenance for the building, and um, the academic components of it. But they also understand that our athletic facilities are something that do need to have a look at um, and that there are some other governmental agencies who have expressed uh, an interest and some business partners who have expressed an interest in potentially coming together in a partnership for uh, a different vision of athletic facilities in Northfield. So the key message is, Jeff, we're going to pump the brakes on any uh, November bond election and then spend some time doing that. We are going to have a question on the ballot in November, it appears. The board gave us some direction we do have something, you probably remember this, Jeff, in 2011, we last passed our capital projects levy. So the district currently has a $750,000 per year capital projects levy on the books. Uh, it provides for things like uh, capital projects. That's why they call it the capital projects levy, but it allows us to do things like update parking lots, do tuck pointing, some small roof kinds of uh, projects, other kind of smaller capital projects. It allows us to purchase equipment that we need to maintain the facility or equipment for students, science equipment, career technical education equipment, technology. And it also allows us to make sure that the materials that students have are up to date. We are going to look at um, expanding that, so renewing and expanding that uh, so that we are able to do some general fund budget relief, Jeff. There's one very narrow group of employees that we can use capital funding to pay their salaries. It's our six technology department staff members. We have a very small technology department. If you think about it, we have six people for around 600 employees and over 4,000 easily, well, even more than that, over 4,200 devices. So we're very lean. We currently pay those salaries mostly out of our general fund budget. By expanding the app, operating uh, the capital projects levy, the law allows us to pay those technicians their salary and benefits out of capital. So we'd use the capital projects levy to help provide some general fund budget relief. Um, and as you know, we need that general fund budget relief because as good as good of stewards as we have been and as generous as the community has been, the state of Minnesota has not kept up. And so yet again, uh, the voters of Northfield are going to have to uh, be asked to step forward to help us with our operating budget because with over a $9 billion surplus, they couldn't provide any general fund budget relief for schools. A lot of questions. Yes, you got it. <laughs> a lot it. of questions. Hopefully that was clear, Jeff. Why, why don't we uh, start off by saying what uh, you're going to ask for a, uh, a capital levy increase. What, what, how much is that going to be? Has that been um, decided at this point? So what we're projecting, what we our recommendation is, is that we take the $750,000 per year operating cap or capital projects levy, excuse me, um, and expand it to $1.5 million. So, Jeff, for a $300,000 homeowner in Northfield, if your home was valued at $300,000, that would mean a $61 per year tax increase. So one time it would go up once and it would stay at it's a $61 tax increase. So very mm -hmm. economical, you know, comparatively to a lot of other things. And yet it does provide a lot of relief for the school system. Uh, let's go back to the facilities mm -hmm. now, and we're going to have more on that capital levy, I'm yep. sure, as it approaches. That's going to be a topic of conversation. But you mentioned um, one of the things about a, a reimagining of uh, the high school and the facilities that you have right now. Uh, how large a scope are we reimagining? Are you covering like every scenario with that from a, uh, a new building uh, all the way down to just uh, you know redoing some windows? 
So if people want to take a look at the uh, website um, in the school board packet for last night's meeting, there's my report, which really highlights two pathways to consider modernizing Northfield High School. The first pathway is something that I'm dubbing to be renew, renovate, and reinvest. And that's what you would really consider to be a more in-place kind of renovation. So it would be, uh, again, the potential potential of a several questions so voters could have a choice on this mm-hmm. in the future. Um, so you could have things like HVAC systems, windows, lighting, classroom and laboratory improvements for science and technology and engineering, family consumer science, a potential future ag program, um, furniture. One of the things that we've learned that really has the most impact on classroom instruction from a, a, a facility's perspective is the furniture that you choose. And so that could include some furniture. A second question could further update classroom spaces and could create that more flexible learning environment that you and I have talked about a number of times. And, uh, and that kind of renovation, that that's a solid renovation phase, the way you create that kind of flexible space is you strategically remove a few classrooms to be able to create some greater space outside of academic areas for students to be able to collaborate, to work together, really to simulate what they will do in the work world in a lot of ways. Uh, and then, of course, the athletic facilities could be an additional question beyond that. That's really what we would call the, the pathway number one, renew, renovate, and reinvest. The second pathway that the board is still considering, which is why we need some additional time, I'm, I'm calling it uh, renew, reinvest, and reimagine. And so what that would do is it would create on the same site, levy, leveraging um, significant portions of the existing building, but constructing a new multi-story that could be two or three stories, academic house and student commons or cafeteria space. It would integrate it into the existing building, but it would also then uh, de- we would also demolish parts of the existing building. Some of the oldest parts where the most maintenance would be needed. So for people who think of the H-Wing, that's you know probably it's the original plant of the building. So in that, uh, again, reimagine would be more of a new academic house, demolishing some strategic parts of the building while leveraging things like the wonderful gymnasium and the auditorium, um, the media center, and some of the other newer spaces within the facility. And then again, um, you'd be looking at uh, additional questions around athletics potentially. Mm-hmm. So these are the two pathways that the board is still considering. And so that's why we just need some more time. There's, there's, they're being so thoughtful and considerate of, of wanting to paint a really positive and bright vision for that location, that site, leveraging a building that we uh, have taken care of and is structurally sound in many different ways, but also understanding that we, we have to balance this piece about having the vision and giving a world-class facility for our students uh, to learn in and at the same time being responsible to the people who pay the bills. Yeah, and I, I uh, handed to the uh, school board. Yeah, I, I, I agree with them that uh, take some time, do some surveys, see what people have, uh, what the uh, voters would like, and uh, what what kind of appetite they have for paying for that. So that uh, they're putting that off. Uh, for the meantime, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, you mentioned technical instruction. I think... Uh, I'm of a certain age where I think, oh, that's shop class, but it's gone really far beyond that in this day and age. So are we talking about technical training for those who may not want the uh, traditional collegiate path after school, get them prepared for uh, more of, I don't know if it's blue collar, because there's, do we still wear collars at all (laughs) anymore? But uh, is that what we're talking about? Do I have the right uh, image? So for you and for folks listening, that's what our traditional mindset is, right? And so it's yes, and I think when we think about career and technical education, 
it means something different in every community. So in some communities, that's really a manufacturing, you know, kind of mindset. That's not Northfield, right? Northfield, we don't have um, a large industrial base that's rooted in manufacturing. We have some of it, but we don't have that kind of uh, industry here compared to others. So w our question as part of some focus groups is what does that mean? We have heard loud and clear from people that they would like to see us do more with agriculture education. And if you think so, it makes just so much sense in Northfield to consider that as we move forward because it's really the great marriage of our farming community as well as advanced scientific techniques and concepts. And so it's a perfect concept to consider in Northfield. Um, we could also be thinking of other things. We are sitting in a space where you do career technical education, Jeff, because you and uh, Lance have done an excellent job of involving our students in learning broadcasting skills. Broadcasting skills is a career technical education pathway. Uh, in Northfield, we have a rich uh, food service and culinary environment. We have uh, some outstanding medical facilities, which is also a career technical pathway. If you go to the hospital, you know there's a lot of people who are very technical beyond the doctors and nurses who are providing uh, services. So what does career technical education mean in Northfield? We have a mindset, and uh, I think that that mindset probably is the mindset that's across society, but we have to focus in on what are the career technical opportunities that could exist here in Northfield, and how should the building reflect that? Is it in the building? Is it continuing to send people out into the community to be able to learn those skills in the workplace? And so that reimagining of uh, career technical education uh, that we're going to do through some focus groups can inform the building project. Um, it won't necessarily decide it, but it's going to give some information and inform us about what are the kinds of modern facilities that we need to be able to support students on those paths. And I also want to ask you about the uh, hockey arena. Of yes, course, absolutely. Every, everybody knows we've been well documented. Northfield, if we want to continue playing hockey in town, we really need a new arena. That is uh, just obsolete, to say the uh, least. Uh, but uh, the city wants to do that. We've had a record, uh, referendum that uh, was not passed a few years ago. We have a buyer for the current arena. There's some uh, revenue there uh, and uh, probably some private funding as well. Okay, I can see why the uh, everybody wants the school district to be involved with that. Uh, but what, what's in it for the school district? I'm, I'm struggling with that. Are what, what were the things that uh, the school board members talked about that, and how it uh, pertains to the school board? So I think that um, you know, first, as we said, it is highly unusual in the state of Minnesota right now for a school district to own and operate an ice arena. It's not. It's not. Uh, Completely, you know, out of the question, there are a handful of school districts that I can think of who do that. Uh, typically, um, we know Proctor, for example. There's a, there's a handful of other communities throughout the state, but it's it's not the norm. It's it's the exception to the rule, as I said last week. This is a dilemma. The ice in, in Northfield is a dilemma, and we're going to try to create a conversation around it beyond just ice and talk more about athletics in general, because our athletic space, including the ice arena, are behind what many of our uh, competing communities have uh, for their families. So I will tell you from a practical perspective why uh, I have a concern as the superintendent about the worst case scenario, which would be the potential loss of ice in our community. So we have roughly, I'm going to say, around 80 high school students who participate in varsity or JV hockey. That's an estimate, Jeff. Of course, there are scores more who play uh, hockey as in the youth programs, not technically officially a school program, but of course most of those kids come to our school. 
Jeff, uh, hockey is a passionate sport, as you well know, and it's really part of Minnesota's culture and our fiber. And so if we were to have the worst case scenario where we didn't have ice, right, um, I fully expect that at least half, if not more, of those students would leave our school district and go to another school district that does offer that varsity sport. And we've talked about the declining enrollment that the school district is facing. That would only exacerbate it. We're really playing catch-up. The birth rates are lower. That's part of the reason our kindergarten classes are so much smaller than our graduating classes. And I just got a report last week from a a local realtor who provides me information about the current market. In our entire school district right now, Jeff, there are 32, as of last Thursday on Crazy Days, there were 32 homes available for sale in in the Northfield School District, not just in the city, in the entire school district. Over half of them are priced above $500,000. So, We are a destination community. People want to move here for the schools, and yet we don't have a quality housing inventory for them. We have a lower birth rate. We're seeing lower kindergarten classes versus our graduating senior classes. And here's another case where we potentially could see losing uh, dozens of students. And so however we find the solution, whomever is the owner of we need to come together as a community to, to think, think about how do we solve this dilemma that we face. I'm not going to um, you know, forecast who is going to own what, but the school district does have some convening power, and it isn't just ice. We also know that we need some work in terms of our indoor court sports. We know we need some, uh, some thought around our ball fields. Uh, we know that there's a burgeoning indoor tennis and pickleball community. How can we think larger with that in conjunction with, not in combination with, but in conjunction with, the reimagining or the renovating of Northfield High School. Interesting stuff. Thank you very much. That uh, that does uh, illuminate some of the issues that I, I was not aware of uh, as far as the new hockey goes and the future of the schools and education here. Uh, we're out of time. As uh, always. As always, but thank you so much. It's, it's my been pleasure. Very thank enlightening, you for the time. And uh, we uh, will talk to you again in a week or two. Yep, you bet. Take All care. All right. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.